What do characters really want? What do they need to overcome in order to achieve their aim? What's at stake if they don't? Today we'll explore these questions and more as we dive into J.R.R. Tolkien's The Fellowship of the Ring. Now, let's wander. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Let's check the map. Inspired by the beautiful maps that accompany the Lord of the Rings books, these map checks are intended to help you understand where we are for today's story. We are in the chapter called A Shadow of the Past, from J.R.R. Tolkien's Fellowship of the Ring. Gandalf and Frodo are having a discussion in the Shire, nine years after Bilbo's disappearance. This will be their last conversation before Frodo himself will leave in a few years. Gandalf has been imparting wisdom to Frodo, sharing his knowledge of the rings of power from the past. Today, we will dig deeper into their conversation, starting with Frodo's question of how long have you known this, and ending with Gandalf's recounting of the story of Isildur and the loss of the One Ring. This is pages 46 through 51 of the 2002 Houghton Mifflin edition. Storytelling is an art. This art is deeply embedded in the human psyche. But for all the analysis, all the theme identification and interpretation, the best stories, the ones that really matter, as Sam might say, can be deeply understood by looking at three concepts, intention, obstacle, and stakes. Intention means the desire of a character. What do they want? What motivates them? Here's a simple example. See if you can name this character from this famous movie line where he outlines his intentions, quote, I want to learn the ways of the Force and become a Jedi like my father. Yes, Luke Skywalker's intentions are to follow his father's footsteps, although he doesn't really know what that means, which leads to the obstacle. Obstacles really make the story. Characters must encounter and hopefully overcome some hurdle or barrier in order to achieve their aim. Luke must resist the temptation of the dark side if he wants to truly be a Jedi. And not just for the heroes, but villains must also have obstacles. Darth Vader needs to convince his son to join him and overcome the Emperor in order to rule the galaxy as father and son. 
But also for a story to move us, something must be at risk. These are the stakes. What does the hero stand to win or lose if he accomplishes his goal? What does that mean for the world in which the story takes place? Can the Rebel Alliance restore peace and freedom to the galaxy? Or will the galaxy be under the dominating rule of the dark side forever? Wait, this isn't a Star Wars podcast. It's Lord of the Rings. So let's get back to Middle Earth. For today, in these five pages, I want to break down for you the character intentions and obstacles for Isildur, Frodo, Gandalf, and Sauron. Then we'll take a look at how Gandalf outlines the stakes for Frodo and Middle-earth. You might be feeling like this episode is a bit like your high school English literature class. But hey, at least this is the class that you wish your high school teacher had actually given you. In fact, go ahead and share this episode with your old teacher. Oh, you don't know how to contact them? That's okay. You can share this episode with someone else you know, or leave a rating and review. Each time you do, you are helping the world become less dark and spreading the light of Middle-earth. Let's start with Isildur. Isildur, quote, cut the ring from Sauron's hand and took it for his own. In this chapter, Isildur's intentions and obstacles are quite simple. His father, Alindil, and the elven king Gil-galad had fallen in battle with Sauron, although they did manage to bring Sauron down as well. Isildur takes the ring as a were-guild. That's not a word we use today, but in ancient times, a were-guild was a prize of great value taken as recompense for the lives lost in battle or conflict. So Isildur wants the ring as Sauron's payment for the war. But Isildur also encounters obstacles. As he returns home from war, he is ambushed by orcs. At some point, he is in the waters of the river Anduin, where, quote, the ring slipped from his finger. He loses the ring. Then he loses his life. Quote, orcs saw him and killed him with arrows. Isildur wanted to keep the ring, but he succumbed to his obstacles, ambushed, killed, and betrayed by the One Ring. Let's shift to Frodo. In this portion of the chapter, Frodo's intention is simple, but will become more complex as the chapter progresses. At first, he simply wants to know what Gandalf knows about his ring, hence why he continues to ask questions of Gandalf, Frodo's current obstacle. Gandalf has learned much lore, and is somewhat roundabout in sharing with Frodo. But as Frodo learns more about his ring, he begins to feel the weight of his obstacle. After the fiery test, where the true nature of the ring is revealed to Frodo, he, quote, sat silent and motionless. Fear seemed to stretch out a vast hand, like a dark cloud rising in the east and looming up to engulf him. Frodo is feeling his vulnerability his smallness, in the face of such great fear and dread as Sauron can command. He feels overwhelmed. He says, quote, I wish it need not have happened in my time. By the way, you can see Tolkien's medieval style come through in that line. Instead of saying, didn't happen, as most of us would, he uses the double alliteration, need not and have happened. To Frodo's obstacle, Gandalf provides some assurance. And this is one of the most oft-quoted Gandalf lines from the movie, quote, So do all who live to see such times, but that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given us. Ah, I just love that line. That reminds me, I think eventually I need to do a life lessons from Gandalf, and we'll, we'll use that line and a whole bunch of others just to like life lessons that you can learn from Gandalf the Grey and the White. 
And speaking of Gandalf, his intention in this conversation is also simple. Confirm all his guesses that Frodo's ring is indeed Sauron's ruling ring. Once he has done that, you can see that he starts to shift into a different intention, preventing Sauron from finding the One Ring. Gandalf has an interesting obstacle to his first intention. He has the physical and spiritual power to overwhelm Frodo and force him to reveal the ring. He even considered taking the ring from Bilbo, but he says that that would do only, quote, greater harm. He considers counseling with his peer, Saruman the White, but, quote, something always held me back. I could only watch and wait. There is another obstacle for you, some voice, some motivation inside of Gandalf that is counseling him to wait. At last, Gandalf is able to convince Frodo to, quote, give me the ring for a moment, where he promptly throws it into the fire. After taking it out, Gandalf has accomplished his first intention. The markings on the ring confirm everything he already believed. Frodo's ring is Sauron's master ring. I won't get into the ring verse here, as I broke that down a few episodes back in 138, but immediately after succeeding in his goal, Gandalf's intentions change. Quote, Sauron greatly desires it, but he must not get it. This is the major conflict for the rest of the Lord of the Rings, keeping the One Ring out of Sauron's grasp. And what of Sauron? While he is an absent villain, never directly appearing in any scene in the novel, he also has intentions and obstacles. His overall intentions are well known, having been written into the Ringverse, quote, One ring to bring them all, and in the darkness bind them. Total domination is his goal. But he also encounters obstacles. The elves remove and hide the rings of power. Gilgalad, Elendil, and Isildur resist Sauron. His body is broken. And worst of all for him, quote, the ring was lost. Though he believed it to have been destroyed by the elves. Yet once he learns that the ring is not destroyed, he has one goal, quote, he is seeking it, seeking it, and all his thought is bent on it. It is his great hope and our great fear. But he doesn't know where it is. He doesn't know what hobbits are or where they are. He doesn't know who has the ring. If his enemies have the ring, he doesn't know what their intentions are. In fact, he can't even imagine what their intentions would be. And let's not forget the ring itself. They are one, after all, the ring and the Dark Lord. The ring indeed is a character in its own way, with intentions and obstacles. After Gandalf asks Frodo for the ring, Frodo feels the weight of it increase, quote, as if either it or Frodo himself was in some way reluctant for Gandalf to touch it. Indeed, the ring betrayed Isildur, and of its own accord slipped off his finger in the river. The ring wants to be found, but not by beings who follow the light. It wants to be found by servants of darkness. Yet in two instances, the ring was foiled. But we'll get into that in the next episode. But before we close today, we need to take a look at what is at stake for Middle-earth. Should Gandalf and Frodo fail and Sauron win? We'll get to that right after this break. We're not done yet. If you like this episode, please leave a review and share with your friends. And remember to subscribe if you haven't already. We'll be right back. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is at stake should Sauron regain his master ring? His revenge, for one. Revenge on those pesky halflings that claimed his ring and attempted to thwart his plans. Gandalf explains to Frodo what the fate of the hobbits will be. Quote, It would be a grievous blow to the world if the dark power overcame the Shire. If all your kind, jolly, stupid, bulgers, hornblowers, boffins, brace girdles, and the rest, not to mention the ridiculous Bagginses, became enslaved. And later, quote, Hobbits as miserable slaves would please him far more than hobbits happy and free. There is such a thing as malice and revenge. This terrible thought, the overthrow of the Shire and the enslavement of the hobbits, becomes the primary motivation for Frodo. He seeks to save the Shire, and saving the Shire becomes the final conflict of the novel. That explains why there's so many chapters and pages even after the One Ring has been destroyed. Even then, the Shire still needs saving. The evil idea of enslaving the hobbits is key to me. Sauron could easily destroy and slay all the halflings, but their enslavement is deeper revenge that he could inflict. As if to drive this risk home, literally, Frodo feels an impending darkness that reaches even into the comfort of his home on a spring morning. This line bears repeating from earlier, quote, Fear seemed to stretch out a vast hand, like a dark cloud rising in the east and looming up to engulf him. With the One Ring reclaimed by the Dark Lord, no resistance would be able to match his power. The races of elves and men and dwarves had dwindled too much. With the Ring, Sauron would have, quote, strength and knowledge to beat down all resistance, break the last defenses, and cover all the lands in a second darkness. And there it is, the main conflict for the majority of the novel, the primary obstacle that motivates all characters to achieve total domination and darkness, or hold it at bay. Additionally, should Sauron gain the One Ring, he will have power over all the other rings of power, even the three that the elves claim. Quote, he could rule all the others. If he recovers the one ring, then he will command them all again wherever they be, even the three, and all that has been wrought with them will be laid bare, and he will be stronger than ever. Should Sauron regain his master ring, it's not just the Shire at stake, but the entirety of Middle-earth. Enslavement of the hobbits is just the beginning. Sauron's ultimate goal is domination over all lands and peoples. The free peoples would be subject to his cruel rule, stripped of their autonomy, culture, and freedom. Middle-earth would become a dark realm under his tyranny, devoid of hope or light. As the orcs say, the age of men would be over, and the age of orcs would begin. Sauron's victory would not only bring about the subjugation of the Shire and its inhabitants, but also the desecration of its natural beauty. The hobbit's simple way of life, deeply rooted in harmony with the land, would be replaced with industrialized horrors, 
The once green landscapes would wither under Sauron's influence, twisted into dark, barren wastelands. The very essence of Middle-earth would be corrupted, mirroring the corruption of the ring itself. Ultimately, the stakes of Sauron regaining the One Ring extend far beyond the physical realm. It's not just about territories or power. It's about the very essence of hope itself. With the triumph of darkness, all hope would be extinguished from Middle-earth. The flame of resistance would be snuffed out, and despair would reign supreme. Frodo's quest, then, becomes not only a battle against Sauron's forces, but a struggle to preserve the flicker of hope in a world on the brink of eternal darkness. In the complex beauty of Tolkien's Middle-earth, the stakes are not merely about the fate of one land or one people. They encompass the very essence of hope, freedom, and light in a world threatened by the encroaching shadows of tyranny. Should Sauron regain his master ring, the consequences would reverberate far beyond the Shire, plunging all Middle-earth into an abyss of despair and darkness. Yet amidst the looming threat of despair, there exists a beacon of hope embodied in characters like Frodo, Gandalf, Aragorn, and all of their friends, who stand as a testament to the indomitable spirit of the free peoples. Their struggle is not just against a dark lord or his legions, but against the very forces of despair and hopelessness. And it is in this struggle that the true heart of Tolkien's tale lies, the unwavering belief that even in the darkest of times, the smallest acts of courage and defiance can kindle the light of hope. Join me in the next episode, where we will dig into the origins and motivations of a pitiful creature, Gollum. Thank you for wandering Middle-earth with me today. My friends, if you enjoyed this episode, let me know by subscribing, leaving a review, and sharing with your friends. Follow me on Facebook or Instagram at Lore of the Rings Podcast. For feedback on the show, please email me using the link in the show notes. Until next Thursday, remember, not all those who wander are lost. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Raise your hand if this has happened to you today. You're in the middle of work, you're knocking things off the to-do list, getting stuff done, and your kid asks you to play. Do you drop everything? Do you ask them to wait a minute? What do you do? If you're like me, you don't always say yes right away. The kid moves on, you get busy, and you forget to circle back around and play. An opportunity to make a memory has been lost, and the dad guilt settles in. Not so anymore. I've developed a simple game that will enable you to take those small moments and have fun. It's called Dad's Adventure Dice Digital Edition. My five-year-old daughter asks me nearly every day, can we do Dad Adventure Dice? What follows are some quick rolls of the dice that lead to a fun activity with an intriguing twist. Within five or ten minutes, we've had a lot of fun, shared a lot of laughter, and made a memory together. Download your own Dad's Adventure Dice today. Visit store.adventures.dad to download yours. That's store.adventure.dad to download Dad's Adventure Dice.